Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Sigerman, and my co-host, IFBB Bikini Pro, Christina Voynich. Christina, what's in the news for this week? Arnold hits Brazil. Women's physique added to the Arnold. Masters Olympia moving to Miami. John Kemper passes. Lee Priest fired. Chicago Junior National interviews and much more on this episode of Access Bodybuilding. Uh, before we get going, Christina, I have to say that uh, it's been uh, two weeks since we have done a show, and for some reason it feels like even longer. I guess we haven't missed a show in so long that two in a row, it almost feels like we, we, we uh, Access Bodybuilding uh, has, uh, has stopped production or something. I know. I, I feel like this is like a comeback show. It's, you know, hey, everyone, we're back finally after a long absence. But yeah, it's only been two weeks, but I feel like it's been a little longer. However, I've seen you yes. within the last two weeks, so maybe it doesn't feel that long. Maybe. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, we, uh, we, but we are back. We are back. We are back. <laughs> I, am, I am back a married man. Uh, yes, that is correct. You're back from seeing me in Chicago. That's also very monumental. <laughs> so uh, we both are, are changed people. We we are we are very both change people. Uh, did you see? Um, we we did get to hang outside. We went to dinner at your favorite place, Gibson's. Yes, yes. Uh, you and Mike. You guys didn't do the dessert, but you did do the steak that that Mike the liberatory steak. Yes, and, we did. Um, it was nice. We had a good time, and then the next day I went and worked out with Mike, and you were there as well. And uh, I videoed some of it and put it on. Uh, RX Muscle on the front page. Have you seen it yet? Yes, we have seen it. We have, uh, you know, as everybody knows, uh, actually more recently, Mike has been getting a lot of texts and, and such about, uh, you know, the threads that are popping up around the forums about him switching to 212, you know, for like the 20th time. People are saying that this is a, a possibility. And you did a very nice uh, video of him at the gym weighing himself and posing a little bit at, you know, 251 or 252 that uh, obviously 212 is not a possibility for him. Yeah, now all he needs to do, I felt like I did Mike uh, a service because now when somebody says to him, Mike, why don't you do 212? All he needs to do is put the link to the video and be like, watch this. Um, because he was, uh, we got him on the scale, like you said, this was only after he had eaten nothing but uh, a hamburger and fries from McDonald's. This was in the morning. We went to the gym uh, and he got on the scale at 252 uh, and then posed afterwards and uh, anybody who can see him posing can tell you that that he doesn't need to lose 40 pounds or so to uh, get on stage. Right, right. I, I, I would actually say from looking at him that he has about 20 pounds, including water, to lose. So, um, you know, that's just a guess. But that would put him around 230, 225 to 230 is where I would say. So um, hopefully this will, uh, uh, Mike will be able to use this video to shut people up from now on. I'm hoping so. I, uh, I definitely hope so. Because I don't want him to be little. And we don't want him to be single because I broke up with him because he's little. <laughs> you're just so, kidding. You're I'm so just, shallow, Christina. I'm just Listen kidding. Yeah. So when, when Mike stops being a bodybuilder, that's when you're leaving him. Now. Peace out. I can't get fat. He can't get small. So whichever yeah. comes first, you know. That's nice. It's good All that right. you have such a, a solid relationship <laughs> based, on, based, then, on, based on such important things. If anybody knows us, you guys know that's not true. We have a wonderful relationship. They're totally kidding. Um, so uh, let's start with the news, okay? Uh, Arnold hits Brazil. Uh, this is um, something that I, I think we have actually talked about before. I know that the Arnold people uh, were looking at Brazil all of last year. And uh, when they make a, a move like this, um, a lot of thought and uh, planning goes into this process. And uh, I know that the Arnold um, people, the committee and the, uh, the guys who organize this, including Jim Larmer and Arnold Schwarzenegger, are planning really a, a huge expansion over the next few years. And um, I, I mean, I don't think I'm breaking any news because I think they've talked about it. But uh, Rio is the first of several shows. And, and I believe next year they're shooting for China. Um, Shanghai. Wow. Shanghai is the plan. So um, uh, this is just one of, uh, of several extensions of the Arnold uh, Classic, which uh, obviously started in Columbus. Last year moved to Europe. They had the Arnold Europe. This next year in 2013, they'll have Brazil and 14, Shanghai. And then there's, uh, there's a, several more that they're thinking of. So. You may see an Arnold in Russia, even. I like uh, I like this. Do you think this is going to be uh, the process of making the Arnolds, you know, even even bigger and bigger as the next few years go on? Well, I think that it, as you know, you've been to the Columbus Arnold. It's that's pretty much capped out. I mean, there's really nothing else you can um, they could do with that at this point, other than to make it like a even. I mean, I don't. I think that it's like it's pretty much done. I don't think that there's any way way to make that any bigger. Uh, significantly bigger. Of course, every year they have a few more people. They may even have thousands more people, but 
it's kind of like th- that has reached its pinnacle. Uh, the Arnold Europe apparently was a pretty big success. Right, right. And uh, Brazil, uh, even more so than Europe, is a very physical culture. People care very much about how they look. You know, it's like the plastic surgery capital of the world as far as countries go. Um, it's like it, 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 I know that their bodybuilding is popular there. Uh, fitness in general, obviously, MMA, all these things are very popular there. They have some big supplement companies represented out there. Um, so I'm actually uh, I'm expecting the Brazil one to probably even surpass the Europe one, in my opinion. That's what I was thinking when I first heard that it was Brazil. Um, I mean, we have a lot of um, women, even more, I guess, more lately that have been coming over to compete from Brazil, yeah. you know, here in the States. So I think doing something like this in Brazil is going to make it, you know, even that much bigger. When you have that many competitors coming to the U.S. from the Brazil, imagine, you know, the turnout that you would have actually in Brazil. Um, and, and I think, <laughs> I think, too, you may get um, quite a few competitors or, or com- yeah, competitors from the U.S. going down there as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. I think everybody who doesn't want to go to Brazil, right? I do. I'll go. I, I definitely do. I actually, um, me and Darielle are talking about making that our honeymoon to go a week early. Oh, okay. To cover the show, so that may be our real honeymoon uh, next year, uh, once the baby's a little older. Um, so anyway, uh, I find it very interesting that um, that this, uh, as you know, uh, in Spain, uh, Rafael Santoja, who is the IFBB president, uh, which is different. People seem to get this confused, and I don't mind explaining this. Um, now that we're kind of, it's a good segue. Um, the the IFBB is co- they're called the International Federation of Bodybuilding, and they have an amateur uh, uh, association or amateur portion of the IFBB, which is around the world. When you go to any any IFBB contest, not in America, basically general. There's exceptions, of course, but they're basically all amateur contests um, that has been set up by Ben Weeder, and you know Ben traveled around the world setting up. Uh, this federation all over the world. And so when you hear IFBB, you know, anywhere else, basically, it's considered, it's like the MPC of the world, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And when you get your pro card, if, if you could be granted to you because you were the best in your country or you could win it in America at nationals or USAs or whatever, um, you move into what we call the IFBB pro division, which is run by uh, President Jim Mannion. So they're two totally different. They're together in a way. They're both kind of like based on the same. They're leaves on the same tree, I guess you'd say, or something, branches on the same tree, but they're run by two different people. Um, that's important. So like a lot of times people get confused. They'll be like, oh, the, the person who runs the IFBB is Rafael Santoja. And somebody says, no, it's Jim Mannion. Well, they, they both are. Sure. They sure. both are, basically. Uh, anyway, I found it interesting um, that uh, they decided to par- partner up with uh, Rafael Santoja in Brazil. Uh, I guess he has better connections there or something like that. So now the uh, Brazil... And the uh, Arnold Europe are both um, done uh, in conjunction with Rafael Santoja. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting that, uh, that, that, um, that, that it was done that way. I think um, it was good, though, that you explained that um, <laughs> even though one person one, runs it once and one person runs it somewhere else, it doesn't mean that uh, uh, there are... It's still all, all under one umbrella, I guess right. is what I'm what I'm trying to say. It's all under one umbrella, and there are different you know factions, and there are different um, higher ups, and the, the scale is still you know pretty. Uh, what's the word? I, I can't put my words together right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're all under one umbrella, so yeah. I think you know explaining that a little bit uh, maybe clears up any confusion when people think that I've heard a lot of people say that they thought that Jim Manion you know was the head of the IFBB. Well, not. In the entire world, no. no. So I, I think explaining it like that, you know, makes sense. Something, something in case people don't know. Um, another thing about interesting about the Arnold uh, Classic Brazil is that it's actually partnering with the Rio Sports Show, which has been held for years in Rio. It's a very big uh, sports festival, attracting uh, they say thirty five thousand attendees uh, in the past last year. Uh, pretty good size expo. That's that's for sure. That's that's, that's a, huge. That's yeah, a big big one. Um, and they, they, at this expo, they generally feature equipment. Uh, supplements, apparel, accessories, and they have a fight pavilion where they feature the latest mixed martial arts, um, you know, athletes. I guess they do like, like expeditions, um, fights, you know, like set up like, uh, I guess like, uh, I don't know if it's like paid fights or what, but anyway, it's pretty popular already. So them joining with the Rio sports show is only going to make this thing huge. They're adding, obviously they're adding men's pro bodybuilding. They don't know exactly which divisions they're doing. They do know they will have open men's bodybuilding and they do know that they're going to do an Arnold amateur, like an Arnold. So that means that like, just like uh, our Arnold amateur, that's very popular in America and and the Europe one, 
you'll probably be attracting mostly South American bodybuilders, which could be very interesting. Well, that's good. I mean, you saw how it was with the new, was it classic bodybuilding? Yeah. Is that, that, that the new division? Yeah. That was at the Arnold amateur this year. Um, and I know a lot of those guys are, you know, the, a lot of them are from South America or they're, they're from Latin countries or they're from Spain, you know, um, you know, over there in Europe. So I think doing something like an Arnold amateur, we may be surprised on the caliber of competitors that even come out for that. Cause yeah, you know, you get a lot of decent guys that'll do the Arnold amateur. I know, you know, Michael did the Arnold amateur, you know, when, uh, when he first started, but the type of physiques that a lot of the, you know, South America, and Hispanic guys they, they bring over is sometimes just crazy. Um, and I think having the, an Arnold Amateur like this in Brazil, I think may bring out a, a, a big caliber and real high caliber of uh, amateur competitors that sometimes we may not see here in the States. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of what I think. No, I, I think we'll definitely see some new faces. That's for sure. And the condition on some of these guys is pretty crazy. One of the things I'd be interested in seeing uh, if I were to go to this, and I believe I will, um, the amateur women was what I would love to see because, you know, as you know, the Brazilian women, the ones we have here and what you hear about is pretty amazing. So I would love to see the girls that come out for the for Arnold sure. Amateur Brazil. That would be pretty crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next on our list, another Arnold story. Um, I actually had another, even another Arnold story I'm going to save for next one, but we'll do um, this one here. Women's physique added to the Arnold. Ah. Um, women's physique. It's interesting when, uh, when John... Um, when uh, I'm saying John, when Jim Lorimer was asked last year about the addition of women's physique, he said that, that we that they had no plans on adding women's physique division in the future, which I thought was a little weird. Like they didn't, they had no plans. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of a surprise that they are decided to add uh, women's physique division to the Arnold Amateur. Now um, that, there is a big point here. A lot of the girls uh, that I've talked to, pro girls, are actually maybe this is news to them, are actually uh, planning on dieting for the Arnold. They're, they're hoping to, that, that is the next show. Uh, you know, I just talked to Jillian Ravel the other day who said she was dieting for the Arnold. And, um, you know, obviously she'll be disappointed to know that there's not going to be a Arnold Pro division, at least as of now. When, uh, when I asked about it, um, they said no. And we are going to have uh, Brent Lalonde, who is uh, um, the, I guess you could say the, the media guy over there at the Arnold, on the show next week to explain the, the logic of not doing that and to talk a little bit more about the expansion of the Arnold um, but uh, basically, they're just not doing it, um, which I guess they're going to start with the amateur, the Arnold amateur and move on to pro, I, I suppose, in 2013. Do you know, do you know why? I mean, I think seeing how the women's physique pro shows have gone recently, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of uh, physique pros that are competing. I mean, what at the New York pro, there was what, like 29 yeah. Um, some, some, something like that. Um, I feel like there would be a, a really big turnout, especially because, you know, these these women um, have wanted to compete so badly. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think that I think that all the big shows need to at least throw, throw this one. And I think they'd get a ton of people competing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know a lot of girls are very excited about it. So it's, it is a little mysterious. And I definitely will ask Brent because I don't know the. The real answer. I mean, me and you know that money is not a problem. It's not like they no. don't have the money to do it. So um, I don't know. I don't know. There, there. It will be interesting to see um, with the success of the division if they're if they feel any pressure to add it. You know, I mean, obviously, it's not like it's do or die time. They're not accepting applications until what December, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like there's plenty of time for them to change their mind because um, they just changed their mind on the Arnold Amateur uh, Women's Physique Division. So. There's no telling, but I, w- I would like to ask Brent uh, on the show for him to try to explain to us what the logic is. Um, but it seems in, in a way almost that they didn't want that from the very beginning that Mr. Lorimer kind of was, you know, basically saying that it wasn't going to happen from the beginning, which I thought was, you know, I, I don't know. I guess when you've been around as long as the Arnold has now, when you when the new changes or new divisions get added, maybe they're like kind of like, ah, you know, like resistant to change a little bit. Maybe because they want to stay true to their you know, maybe uh, original game plan, if sure. you will. Um, and they don't want to deviate from it when the Arnold is an international, specifically, you know, an international type of event. I know something like the Olympia, it's a little more designed for the U.S. I mean, you qualify for the Olympia by competing in the U.S., by, you know what I mean, by winning a right. show, earning your points. Um, I think it's a little, it's a little different for the Arnold when it is that, you know, you, if you win, you figure Olympia, you miss figure international. And I think maybe they're trying to just stay true to their original roots. 
possibly. Well, uh, next on our list is the Masters Olympia moves to Miami. And this actually happened uh, almost two weeks ago now, but since we didn't have a show, I thought it's at least uh, important enough to mention on the show. Uh, Jarka Lori, the promoter of the World uh, Masters Grand, uh, what was it called? The World Masters Pro, Pro? Championship, Pro yeah. Championships um, in Miami uh, this year uh, got, was able to get the uh, special dispensation to have the Masters Olympia to bring it back. And it's been gone for about 10 years now, Christina. Um, Claude Grew won it uh, last time, I think, in 2003, so nine years ago. Before that, Don Youngblood. I mean, it's it's uh, it's been gone for a while. And um, she actually, um, basically how this works for, for people out there, um, and I didn't know this either until I talked to her, um, you pay a sanction fee. Everybody knows, I think we've explained this before, when you want to show a pro show, you pay a sanction fee. And depending on what uh, classes you have in there, um, be it uh, bikini, which is now five thousand dollars, or figure, which is a little more. You know, it depends on um, what classes you have. If you're going to do open men's bodybuilding, you're dropping ten grand right off the bat in uh, sanction fees, or maybe it's twenty grand. I don't even remember. I don't know. It's it's expensive. That's to have the pro show. Um, she paid significantly more to have that uh, Masters Olympia to have the Olympia in there. Uh, I don't know exactly the amount, but I know she told me something in the neighborhood of $50,000. So wow. it's it was very expensive for her to pay the sanction fees to get this show. And it was obviously very important to her to have the Olympia next to the, uh, you know, on that uh, masthead there. And um, it is a big deal, you know, bringing it back after nine years. That's pretty significant. That's huge. Yeah, it is huge. So she was bringing this show to the Czech Republic where she is from, to Prague. That's where she is uh, uh, born and raised. And um it looked like it was going to be a good show. I mean, uh, I was the plans were definitely for both me and Dave to go to the show, and um, it was December in Prague, which is pretty freaking cold, um, I would imagine. Uh, so, I, although I was kind of looking forward to it because I like to travel, I could definitely see some downsides to uh, to that trip. Uh, and apparently, she agreed with uh, with me and everybody else because um, she decided to move it back to Miami, sunny Miami, which is obviously people love to go to. South Florida in December. So um, I think that the the attendance will be bigger this year yes. because she. I asked her, I said, what do you, why do you think she said she lost like six hundred thousand dollars last year? Right. Um, what? That, that's 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 I was going to say, wow, but that came out. Why? Uh, <laughs> it was supposed to be. Wow. Um, so I asked her, I said, well, what do you think is going to happen this year? And she said, it's it's going to make a. I actually did an interview with her that I recorded. But unfortunately, you know, uh, Jarka's first language is not English and it just didn't come out very well. So basically what she said was that um, that the show uh, planning the show in uh, the Czech Republic became more difficult than she thought it would be because she wasn't there. And uh, I can totally imagine that if you're in Miami and you're trying to promote a show at Prague and you're not there you're going to probably run into some difficulties. Oh, for sure. And so I asked her, I said, well, it's going back to Miami. You're going back to the exact same place. I mean, it's going to be held in the Fillmore Theater, which is absolutely beautiful, but extremely expensive. She's going to do the same stuff she did last time as far as, you know, the press conference, the cocktail hour, the, all the same stuff. Um, what is going to be different this time that'll hopefully, you know, because I want her to make money with this show because it was a great show, uh, to, to, to make money this time or to break even. Mm-hmm. And she said that she thinks her biggest stumbling block was that so many people didn't believe that it was really going to happen. Uh, oh. And uh, yeah. and I got I to gotta agree with that. I don't know. I, I hope that'll make a big enough difference. But I know that, um, I mean, me, Dave, Chris Aceto, I think me and you were saying, um, what are the chances it's going to happen? And a lot of people were saying very limited. So, um well, and that that uh, prohibits people from a uh, buying their tickets and doing the show. Right. Be buying their tickets even if they just want to go. I mean, you know, for example, if I knew the show was going to be going on, you know, obviously there's a ton of people from the industry that'll be there. Are lots of legends, you know, a lot of big names and you know people I want to see. Um, I would take a vacation. She's like, all right, this is a good time. I'll, you know, take a few days off of work. We'll take a little mini vacation down there. We'll see the show while we're there. Um, and in the meantime, we get to have a little trip of our own. So I think, you know, the fact that it was so up in the air when people were talking about it not happening, people who may have taken the trip just because right. uh, chose not to because it's like, well, okay, the, the point of us going is to go to this competition. And if they don't have it. What's the point of going? Also, I liked her idea better. You know, the Masters Olympia, I believe, will bring in more people than the Return of the Legends, which didn't make a lot, sure. a lot of sense necessarily because it was invitation only. Whereas this, if you're 40 years old or older, 
you can come in and compete. You know, you can uh, do the show and, and potentially, you know, become ma- Masters Olympia, which is a big deal. I think, too, some people um, are a little confused when it's Return of the Legends. Yeah. Um, when it, they are, you know, current competitors, current guys, current bodybuilders that are competing in it when they had, you know, the, the comeback award, that all the controversy surrounding that. I think, you know, when, when you have the legends... Um, you're expecting, you know, like like the Ronnie Coleman's to be stepping on stage. So I think having something like the Masters instead and wording it that way, um, I think that may actually encourage more people to compete as well. I agree. I agree. And there's a lot of money up uh, for grabs. Yep. She actually did something smart also. Got to give her credit. She took away all this other money for uh, for sixth place, seventh place, eighth place, ninth place, tenth, like she did last year. Remember, she was giving everybody five grand. Yep. She took some of that money. Took a little extra money, and she brought in uh, women's bikini, figure, and fitness. Uh, so now there's more than just the bodybuilding going on. There's a, this is a whole very large show, and uh, she's giving away fifteen thousand to each of those. That's the prize pool for bikini, uh, for fitness, and for figure. So she's going to get a lot for of the top for the top three, correct? For the top three, so right? So, between the top three, yeah, it's like seven thousand, five thousand. I was like fifteen thousand dollars for first place. Where do I sign up? How do I send my contract? Seven thousand is still pretty good, Christine. You need to <laughs> no, get down true. there. That's true. Um, so, um, you know, I, I think that that was a very smart move. I think that will attract another. Um, uh, you know, you know, it's like it's like that seems like a better use of money because there is a lot of interest. In uh, in fitness and competing and stuff like that in the uh, South Florida region, you know, uh, in Florida in general, it's huge. So if you got all these pros at the show, uh, plus the pro men masters event, I think that that will actually bring in more people. Do, what do you think, if anything, do you think that it'll affect the turnout for the men? Because I remember speaking with, I think it was, I think it was Tricky Jackson who was talking about, um, maybe it was Tony Freeman. I'm not 100 percent sure. One of those guys was saying. You know, either way, you know, if you're placing what it was the top thirteen or twelve or something that that she paid, is that correct? Right. Yeah, twelve, I think. Yeah, uh, you're going to walk away with five thousand dollars, even if you don't do so hot. And as long as you're in shape, your chances are you placing below the the five thousand dollar cutoff are pretty slim. So someone like you know Tricky, who's not going to walk in and necessarily win the show, and he may not place top five depending on the guys that come. He's still walking away with five thousand dollars. So I wonder if it may deter some people from doing it if they know that they're not going to walk in and win or end up getting a paycheck. And now they also don't get the $5,000 for placing the top 12 as well. So do you think that's going to affect anything at all? I think it will affect the people that, that have no shot at winning. Right. If you're going at it looking like, oh, I'm going to get at least 12th, then you, 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 you're not very good. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. I think that we're going to have a higher level of competition at this show. I think there are a lot more people. Big names are going to come out. I've talked to a lot of guys personally that are going to that are going to jump in that, that I think that were not there last year. I know one of the big, big, big names that may um, come out of retirement for this thing is Dennis James. And I, uh, I talked to him recently and asked him, and he said, as of this moment, the answer is no. But I, I got to tell you, I, I think that I think that he is going to do it, you know? And I, sure. I, I think that the money is motivating him. Dennis is huge. Dennis is, looks, looks as big as he's ever been. So, like, you know, he's obviously training hard, eating hard. He's taking his supplements. And uh, at some point, you know, you're going to get bit by the bug. He's helping all these other guys compete. He's being involved in the industry. Uh, he still loves lifting weights. You know, I think that um, that kind of money, two hundred grand or whatever, is a hundred thousand dollars first prize, is enough to motivate him to come out of retirement. And I and I think people are, are going to be surprised because I think that he'll do very well. I think he'll be top three. So oh, I think so too. But no, no doubt. Um, so um, that is a big name. I also heard from her that uh, Milo Sarsev is trying to make a comeback at this show, which would be a big deal. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think that he will be beating uh, Dennis James or any of these other guys as uh, Milos, I believe, is almost 50. But, um, you know, that would be amazing. I'd, be, I'd love to see him back on stage. So, you know, both of those names would be very big and will get uh, people to buy tickets. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. She's got a good thing going here, I think. Yeah. This one, I think this one is going to be, um, is going to help really cement her on the map. And if she can do... Uh, you know, after taking a loss like that, if she can come back and do another one, it, it definitely shows uh, something. You know what I mean? Like, if she's here to stay, you know, if you can take that and keep coming, you know, like Sheru, you know, Sheru, obviously, uh, the, of the Sheru Classic, he couldn't have made money last year. Um, but because he did it last year and is coming back this year, this year's show will be way, way bigger. 
moving it to Delhi into a much bigger auditorium with 20,000 people in attendance. At least that's the plan. Wow. Um, I mean, it'll, I think that he developed that amount of interest. He started the show. He developed a huge amount of interest. He hyped this thing up. And now that it'll be back, um, it's going to be really big. So I'm hoping for the same kind of success for her. I like that. Yeah, for sure. All right, Christine, let's go to commercial break, and we'll be back in three minutes. Fusion Bodybuilding makes bodybuilding strongest supplements, and they're committed to giving back to you. Fusion Bodybuilding not only want to promote the bodybuilding lifestyle, but they also want to help build the sport. Bodybuilding is all they do. It's their obsession. You know the feeling. That's why you're here. Visit Fusion Bodybuilding at FusionBodybuilding.com or join in on the conversation on the Fusion Bodybuilding fan page on Facebook, where you'll find IFBB Pro Q&As, contest giveaways, and nothing but in-depth bodybuilding talk. Fusion Bodybuilding. Bodybuilding's strongest supplements. Head over to FusionBodybuilding.com today. Myotropics Physique Nutrition is the most exciting supplement company to come along in decades. That's because Myotropics isn't just another company. It's the brainchild of iconic metabolic expert, Dr. Scott Connolly, the inventor of the original body recomposition product that changed the industry and allowed millions of people to get in the best shape of their life. And CEO Vince Andrich, author of the groundbreaking Physique Athlete Guide. Myotropics flagship product, Physique 2.0, contains their exclusive Meta Effects Amino CD protein compound that maximizes whole body protein economy, your personal linchpin for gaining and retaining the most muscle while also shedding maximum body fat. Plus, Physique 2.0 contains the world's first legitimate fat-burning carbohydrate, Meta Effects FAO-CHO, for full hard muscle and increased fat burn. If you live to develop the ultimate physique, go with Myotropics, real people that live to develop physique nutrition. Go to Myotropics.com. It's your body. It's your art. Master it. Myotropics.com. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics. Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 60XO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. So are you from Australia, paying far too much for supplements with the inflating weigh-in amino prices? Why not check out the all-new RX Muscle Australia for the latest Australian and worldwide content and coverage. While you're there, check out Bulk Nutrient Supplement Store, the official supplement store for RX Muscle Australia. You can visit Bulk Nutrients at bulknutrients.com.au, your one-stop shop. And also check out the all-new rxmuscle.com.au. RX Muscle Australia, the truth in Australia. In bodybuilding. Are you looking for some of the most groundbreaking, highest quality nutritional supplements on the market? Then look no further than BioFlex Nutrition. 100% Australian owned and direct from the manufacturer. You'll get some of the most pure and affordable supplements offered today. Better yet, with no proprietary blends or fillers, and by including only the best ingredients, we proudly bring to the market Australia's purest range of supplements. Find us online at BioFlexNutrition.com.au. BioFlex Nutrition, Australia's purest supplements. That's BioFlex ready to go. Paying inflated prices for products which are full of hype and fillers? At Bulk Nutrients, you get the purest products available direct from our factory. There are no middlemen, contractors, distributors, or shop fronts. Bulk Nutrients stocks protein, carbs, aminos, pre-workout recovery, encapsulated products, fat burners, test boosters, and so much more. Bulk Nutrients is 100% Australian-owned and operated, and will give you higher quality and better prices guaranteed. So visit BulkNutrients.com.au. It's your one-stop shop. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up-to-the-minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, RxMuscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. All right, Christina, we're back with Excess Bodybuilding, and our next topic on our list is John Kemper passes away. Um, very unfortunate, you know, obviously, we never like to uh, 
talk about. I mean, it's unfortunate when anybody passes away. And, and John Kemper uh, was definitely one of the good guys, you know. Um, yeah. Definitely. Uh, you, he, you, he judged you, I'm sure, many times, or several times at least. Uh, I saw him at almost every pro show or national level show. You know, he is an MPC national level judge and also an IFBB pro judge and the MPC chairman of uh, New Jersey. Uh, also, he is the vice chairman of the MPC. So, um, pretty uh, pretty big deal. Very nice guy and uh, very unfortunate. It's always sad when you know you when you see people like this who. Um I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say who have like touched so many, but he's played a part and played a hand in the judging of a lot of, of people who have gone on to be very successful, you know, and um, it's always tough when you hear of someone like that passing when they've played a part in helping um, move your career on yeah. um, because they've judged you or they've given you the right feedback. Um, they've given you criticism that you've taken and implemented and have now been a little more successful. So, yeah, it is it is very, very sad that, uh, you know, we lost we lost not only a judge obviously but you know he was the 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 guy over the head guy over in new jersey which is a a pretty big market as is and bodybuilding is so huge over there you know everybody knows the east coast is is the 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 bodybuilding spot so i think um they're probably you know a little very very disappointed to see such a uh, i don't want to say a staple i guess in their own bodybuilding community pass away as well i think that's accurate uh john passed away wednesday uh, june 13th of a massive heart attack while he was at his home. I uh, said he was using the computer when he uh, when he passed away. Uh, John was also the owner, the former owner of hardcore bodybuilding mecca Diamond Gym. Uh, everybody in New Jersey uh, has heard of Diamond Gym. It's one of the, the last really, truly hardcore gyms. And uh, it's funny because John um, uh, was also a championship bodybuilder. And he also had just about everybody, the who's who of New Jersey bodybuilders has been through that gym at one point in time. Even... Uh, IFBB pro judge and IFBB pro uh, uh, athlete at one time, uh, John Natyshak, who, um, of course, we both know from um, many times, him, him being at the judging table many times in front of me and right. I guess in front of you as well. You're on stage, so he's kind of in between us. <laughs> right, yeah. And, and uh, John left us. I called John because I know uh, Natyshak is very close friends with John Kemper uh, since they've worked together and sat at the table for many years. And actually, uh, John Natyshak worked out at John Kemper's gym from the time that he was a teenager and that uh, Kemper would uh, kind of oversee and mentor his training, saw the potential in Natty Shack and helped him along the way. He said, uh, I've known John since I was a kid in bodybuilding. I started training at his gym and he's always supported me and believed in me. Uh, John will be greatly missed. Uh, Very sad, yeah. yeah. 60, uh, it's, it's interesting. People are going back and forth with his age. He's either 68 or 69 years old. I'm not 100% sure. Still too young for sure. Yes. All right. I'm going to touch on a subject that I, I usually try to stay away from because I wrote a gossip column about it. It was very, very popular about Lee Priest being fired. Um, you know, I guess, I guess we haven't really, uh, you know, had the show in two weeks, so we've uh, haven't really covered this too much. No, we haven't covered it. We were we were gone. This actually was. Um, uh, I wrote this like the day after we should have done the show. Um, yeah. So this was like uh, this is two weeks old exactly or something. Um, Lee Priest uh, was working for VPX. Uh, and doing the radio show with uh, John Romano. And uh, basically, uh, for one reason or another, they say due to um, financial reasons, uh, Lee Priest was cut. Um, I don't know the truth of the matter. That seems that seems like hard to believe considering that they have a, a race car that they, uh, that they have for like millions of dollars. F1 race car, it's worth like a million dollars. Seems like uh, if you can't pay three grand a month to Lee Priest, uh, you, you know, you might get rid of the race car, right? Yes. <laughs> I, uh, that seems that seems like a little a little a little crazy to me, but you know, I, you know who knows what the truth is. I know that um, it's very it was very difficult for me to understand what uh, Lee Priest or John Romano was bringing to the company, other than a a radio show that at the best was mildly entertaining, at the worst was like hate filled garbage for an hour once a week. Right. You know, yeah. Uh, somebody else on one of the other sites said that Lee Priest is actually the the highest paid person in our industry, which is probably the truth. Cause if you break it down, he's getting something close to a thousand dollars an hour, $750 an hour he's getting or so, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty unbelievable. You know? <laughs> well, when you put it that way, <laughs> yeah, he's getting, I mean, that's like bigger than Jay Collar money right there. So uh, he's doing pretty good. I mean, how, how great would that be if we could me and you could get $3,000 a month for just calling in this show once a, once a week. 
I like the way that sounds. I need to I need to call David and re- renegotiate this contract of mine I got. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that one. <laughs> uh, you'll be uh, you'll be like Lee Priest. I'm, I'm sure I'll get real far. Yeah. So, my, argu- my argument will be like, hey, I, I, uh, Lee Priest gets it. Uh, Why not me? He could be like, and I'm more relevant than Lee Priest these days. <laughs> I mean, I'm more active than him. So I got a great ass, so I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so um, I don't know. I'm not going to really go into this that much. I did want to talk about it a little bit and mention it. Uh, because these guys focus very heavily their show on, on me and disliking me and everything else. So I don't want to like, you know, I'm not going to come back. You know, you know my personality. I'm not the type of person to uh, fight fire with fire and stuff like that if it's stupid like this. So um, I'll leave it at that. Um, let's talk for just a second. It's not on our list of things, but let's talk for just a second about the uh, New Orleans show that I'll be going to uh, uh, tomorrow or Friday morning. I'm actually leave. Yes. yes. Um, so this... This show is put on by Robin and Luke Tesevich. This is their first IFBB Pro Show. They've had the Greater Golf State Show for since I was a, since I was a kid. I used to go uh, to the show. I'm from New Orleans, obviously, and I used to go from the time I was like 16 or 17. I would go to the Landmark Hotel, um, which is on uh, Severn in Metairie, Louisiana, not less than a mile from my house, and uh, I would see the show. And this is where some of the better bodybuilders in uh, louisiana would go this and the louisiana state were the two big shows this was a was this a pro show no no only this okay. year did it become a pro show okay yes um, i was asking I, i'm sure that luke would have loved to do it earlier but um as i said putting the paying the sanction fee for open men's bodybuilding show which was just about all that was available at the time when i was a kid uh, is extremely expensive so i think that he will get there uh, i think luke will get there luke and robin but this year being the first year they have men's physique uh women's physique and also bikini um, and um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the list. I've been waiting for the competitor list to come out, and I, I gotta say that I'm a little disappointed in the list. You know, they have um, they have uh, what a uh, 25, 26 athletes, 20, 25 athletes in the whole pro show, including all three divisions, hmm. and uh, it's a little disappointing. In men's physique, they only have five guys, um, and that is the smallest of the three divisions. I gotta say. I don't understand what's going on with these guys. Like, I don't know if we don't have enough pros because uh, uh, Sadiq just got his pro card uh, this weekend. Junior Nationals. Junior yeah. Nationals last weekend. So without him, there would have been only four guys. Uh, so I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if these guys are just getting, like, disgusted with how the judging is going. If these guys just, uh, you know, I don't know what. Or if there's just too many men's physique shows. Or if this whole thing is just a, a losing proposition. Obviously, it's doing great in the NPC. There's hundreds of guys. I mean, there was literally over 100 guys at uh, at Junior Nationals. They split it into four divisions because there's so many guys. Um, so it's doing good. I mean, it's bringing a lot of money into the sport. But in the pro division, I'm not sure it's – I mean, I don't even know what the, the, the uh, where this thing is going. It doesn't make sense to me. I thought that there would be a lot more guys competing seeing as um, – you know, it's kind of a bikini thing. They don't need a full off-season – to try to gain a bunch of muscle, you know, when you get, you know, the uh, a newly turned pro and they take time off, if they're a bodybuilder, it's okay. You know, they're expected that okay, now it's time to play with the big boys. You're really going to have to up your game and add some serious size before you can compete against the open class. However, with men's physique, I don't think that that is what they're doing. I just I, I don't understand why they're actually just not competing. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't get it at all. Have you heard? Have you talked with any men's physique guys who haven't competed or only compete every so often? And have they told you why? I mean, it really depends. Some of the guys are not happy with how the judging has been. You know, uh, there's like a faction of these guys, like Greg Caperso and a bunch of these other guys who are kind of um, follow him since he's kind of like one of the leaders in the sport. You know, uh, in that part portion in that division. And uh, they think that, like, there being no room to improve, kind of like, uh, because once you get your pro card, I mean, there's nothing really more you can do. You know what I mean? You're just basically maintaining that shape, maybe changing your haircut or your suit and hoping to do better. Because, um, you know, Craig, uh, Craig built up, I don't know, 10 more pounds and he placed last or second to last. Right. They don't want the bigger guys. They're, they're made it very clear they do not want bigger guys. So if you get your pro card at 180, you're stuck, basically. There's nothing really for you to to do very much of anything. And I know that some guys really aside don't like aside from moving up to bodybuilding. <laughs> yeah, aside from moving up to bodybuilding, which is interesting because they have their IFB Pro card, so maybe they can uh, make a switch next year. You know, that would be interesting. I hope that uh, that would be great if uh, Craig did that. Uh, I mean, he'll get 
totally destroyed at first, but I mean, <laughs> it would be he has very uh, he has a very serious work ethic. I would love to see somebody try to make that switch and like be even moderately successful. That would be cool. So yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't. I think that that is part of the reason. The other part of the reason is there's really no money in it at this point. Um, so uh, a lot of the people have to spend you know two grand to go to a show. If you can only win, best case scenario, three grand, you know, it's it's a it's not a uh, it's a losing proposition basically. Sure, sure. Um, so they have to pick and choose and be selective with their shows. Another thing is most of these guys have real jobs. So know? sorry, I totally just dropped the microphone. I don't know if you heard that. That's okay. That's okay. Um, <laughs> Blooper. Sorry, guys. Continue. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think that uh, I think that I don't know, man. I don't know where this is going. Like I'm not sure that. I mean, we're going to get more and more pros, obviously. Every national level show, we're getting more pros. So hopefully that will help. But um, I don't know, Christine. I'm, I, don't, I don't know what I think of the, the whole thing. I think things, something needs to change. I think they need to add imposing. I think they need to change the shorts. I think they need to change the look and the criteria. Um, or else I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking this, this division will be a failure in the pro division. Yeah, I agree. I think that just from what I have heard, um, it's the uh, the the cheese factor or yeah. so. Um, I think people are starting to kind of get turned off by that, and it's not uh, the NPC's fault. It's not the IFBB's fault. Um, it's the guys that are coming in. The look that they are bringing a little too um, sometimes flamboyant. Um, sometimes their suit choices are a little too um, in your face. Um, I know we've talked before about them, uh, you know, discussing needing to wear makeup on stage and things like that. So I think at the, you know, NPC level, yeah, you're getting a lot of local guys and a lot of decent guys that are in good shape. They can compete. Great job. They turn pro. And then it's, well, you know, the the look that they're awarding, I, I don't really fit in there. Um, and what if they don't fit in with the typical look that they're going for in, in general, you know, or what if they don't like the way that it's moving? And again, it's not the IFBB that's implementing these rules. It's the guys themselves are starting to make these decisions on their own. And I, I and I just think it gives, sometimes it gives people kind of a bad taste in their mouth. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it, we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I'm a little concerned for this division and women's physique division. On the other hand, I am, uh, I'm thinking it's getting better and better. So, I don't know. The, the one good thing about the IFBB, and I've said this before, uh, Jim Mannion is now open to making changes. And I, and I do think when it comes time uh, at the Olympia, uh, when they do their uh, the IFBB, the main meeting, the promoters meeting and everything, and then the board of governors thing, I think that there are going to be some changes this year. I, I, oh, don't know, sure. I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but I'm predicting we're going to see some pretty significant changes to a, a lot of uh, the 212. I'm thinking there's going to be some changes. I think there's going to be some changes in men's physique. So, well, good thing is, is that you know, Mannion listens and yeah. and he, he hears when people are unhappy. He hears when people have concerns. So that's the good thing about this sport is um, your voice is actually heard, and yeah. a lot of times they'll actually do something about it. Yep. So uh, last thing on our list is the junior uh, nationals interviews. I was backstage. We did like some. This is how I did it, basically, Christina. Um, we had enough people there that I could do something really fun and cool and different at this year's junior nationals, I would go backstage after a class or I'd see somebody that I thought was really good. Like I thought was going to win the overall or I thought was particularly interesting. And I would go run backstage and interview them with my iPhone and record it uh, all there digitally. And I would run back to my seat after I was done. I would take some pictures also with the iPhone backstage pictures. I'd run back to the seat, write an article on them, uh, what they told me, my impressions, what I liked about them. I would use the pictures, put the article right on the front page, create a slide, and we would have like, not almost instant, um, written word and pictures on a competitor. So you got like a background of somebody while they're just literally before the next division comes on, I've already wrote up something from bikini or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so what I did is I'm going to just play five of the interviews. I did more than that, but these these were interesting and they were short enough so that I I did a few that were really long, so I didn't want to include those. I just wanted to let people get uh, get a little information on some of the uh, winners and some of the people that I found interesting. And uh, I'm going to list them off, and then I'm going to play them back-to-back. So uh, Darian Tissenbaum is first, and that's the um, fitness overall winner. Uh, her physique still needs a little work. She's 21 years old. She needs a little work in the physique, but her routine was unbelievable. Uh, one of the most unique fitness routines I have ever seen on an MPC stage. She's right up there um, with... Um, uh, what's the girl's name? The Gaspari girl. Uh, Russian. Um, 
Oksana? Oksana Grishna, yeah. She's right up there. She's that good. See, um, and the interesting thing is I did not see her routine. I just saw her physique during finals um, whenever they were giving the awards. And I, I was surprised that they gave it to her look. Like you said, she does not look like an Oksana. She has a long no. way to go uh, physique-wise. Once she steps on a pro stage, she's going to have to shred up and then yeah. and, and harden harden up um but yeah i did hear though that her routine was, was pretty pretty crazy um i think that her routine was good enough that if she came to a, a, a pro show in that same condition she would not be nowhere near last place yeah okay she, she was that her routine was that good um, nice um so like if she can bring up the physique to an acceptable level she'll be uh an olympia competitor she'll win a, a uh a pro show. I don't know if that'll happen next year because at 21 years old, she looks like a, I don't want to say immature 21 year old, but she looks like if I were to have met she her looks young. and look at her, she looks very young. So I don't yes, know. Yes, yes, looks young. Um, unless she does some dramatic things, I think it's going to take her a little time to get that right. But uh, I'll let you let her tell us about herself. Next on our list is Lauren Les now. Now, um, without going into too much detail, she is the women's physique overall winner. Uh, as soon as she came out, I knew that this girl. Uh, at 21 years old also we had a lot of very young winners yeah um, she is going to be uh, a very big deal she is uh, like she has a very similar look to Dana Lynn Bailey that's her idol um, and uh, w- with longer hair with uh, a little taller uh, longer looking physique I think that this is the exact look that the judges are looking for she could use a little more time a little more muscle also but I can almost guarantee you she could have done any pro show other than the New York pro last year and been the top three Maybe okay. maybe winning maybe winning all of them. Okay, um, nice. Um, she just has a really good fresh look. Next on our list, Sierra Blowers, who placed a second in figure in her division, losing to Mallory Haldeman, who won the overall. Um, it was a very it was a toss up to me. I had a I, I would have thought Sierra won honestly. I agree. I um, agree. Yeah. Sierra Sierra has a combination of being she's okay. So in the women's in the uh, figure division, we have very few really really pretty girls. You know what I mean? There's a lot of girls that are pretty, but there's very few that are super pretty. And then when you combine a physique like Sierra's with the fact that she's very, very, very pretty facially, um, I could see her going very far. And it's only a matter of time until she gets her pro card. Oh, 100%. I do know, and she probably says in the interview, I think she's doing Team U as well. So I have a feeling that's where the pro yeah, card's going to end up. I believe it. Adam Cohen, one of my tribesmen, a Jewish guy, winning the, uh, winning <laughs> the uh, what is he? He was a light heavyweight. Overall, or light, not the overall winner, excuse me, light heavyweight winner. Interestingly enough, Christina, the um, Adam Reich, who is the middleweight winner, also Jewish. How do you like that? Oh, look at you guys. Unbelievable. Look You're at the so Jewish proud. brothers. I was a little proud. Uh, I was a little verklempt when he won. I was a little <laughs> verklempt. Uh, anyway, uh, great guy. I got a good interview with him. Next on our list is the uh, men's physique overall winner, Sadiq Hadzovic, uh, who is a, a disciple of... Uh, men's physique phenomenon uh mark flex anthony so uh i'll let him tell him we'll tell a little bit about himself and uh we'll let them all talk and we'll be back in about 12 15 minutes okay christina okay all right i'm here with um fitness b class the first girl out say your name for us darian tissenbaum darian okay so darian did a very impressive routine um extremely unique uh maybe one of the i go to all the national level shows so for me to say it's unique it means it was really unique tell us a little about yourself um, I just turned 21 last Monday, so I'm a bit of a youngster. I did gymnastics my whole life. I'm from a very athletic family. I originally went to college on a full scholarship to do gymnastics at Central Michigan. A few ankle surgeries later, wasn't really in the cards anymore. I kind of grew up around this organization. My mom competed in the Pittsburgh in 1998, which I went back this year and won. So that was my first NPC show. That was fun. And it's a good fit. I love the work ethic. I love all of it. So, um, what is your goal with this? I mean, obviously, you get a pro card. You're going to do a pro show this year if that happens? Um, if I get a pro card, I'd love to make my debut at the Sarasota Pro. It's about 12 weeks from now, so be a good amount of time for me to hear the judges' feedback, see what I can work on, you know, and then try to make a splash. Okay, so tell us, for people who are not seeing, I'm going to take a picture, but for the people who haven't seen, you're doing a Jack Sparrow routine. How did you, or, or a Pirates of the Caribbean routine, how did, was this, what was this inspired by? Well, themes in general kind of really resonate with me. I think themes make things memorable. Um, there's a lot of girls. Everyone knows a rock and bot. Everyone can do all these hard moves, but to make yourself memorable, like someone might not remember my name, but they'll be like, oh yeah, the, the pirate. She was a pirate. Um, so I really tried to think of something I thought would appeal to all ages, whether you're 5, 96, 52, guy, girl. 
I really think Pirates is something where you hear the music, you catch on, you're like, wow, it's pretty badass. So I really thought it was a good theme. It appealed to a lot of people. So I went with it, and it was really fun to make up. Um, for those of you also can't see, I got to play with swords. Who doesn't like that? Actually, you actually had them with you. I didn't even realize you had them with you when you were doing the beginning of the routine, and then you kind of pulled them out, right? No, I actually, they were on the ground. Okay, see, there you go. But no one can see them, usually. And then all of a sudden, I come up swinging. Don't get too close. (laughs) You're dangerous. So, um, anything else interesting you can tell us about yourself? Very, very competitive family. My dad is a Masters World Track and Field 2004 100-meter dash, just on the pen relays. Brother plays Division on the Cross, Jacksonville University. My younger sister is going to go to Stanford to play Division on lacrosse. So not being an athlete wasn't really an option once gymnastics was over. It's a little too old to pick up on anything else. So I did this. I think it's great. Um, I really hope to make a bit of an impact just on younger people putting health and fitness first. So you're really in it to win it is what you're telling me. I'm in it to win it. Yeah, yeah. People will not let me back in my house maybe. <laughs> my brother told me probably not to come home. So, Is, is your uh, family here or they're in Pittsburgh? They're not. Um, they they're in it? Pittsburgh. I'm here with... My training partner, she just figures she's not competing here. And my boyfriend came too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a physique pro, so he. Who's your boyfriend? Angelo Maraska. Okay. He won North Americans okay. last year. Cool, very cool. So maybe yes. you'll compete in the same show. Sarasota has. Maybe. Oh. All right, well, congratulations Thank already you. for a great routine. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Okay, I am Lauren Lesna, Women's Physique Class A. Okay, so Lauren just came out there and I think pretty much blew away Class A. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. We'll see. <laughs> okay, so um, Alan, you work with Alan Wadi Wat. I do Wadi Wat. Yeah. Dave calls him the Eye Patch Alan. Eye Patch Alan. Yeah, I just actually um, got an interview by Dave yesterday, and he said that about Alan. <laughs> um, Alan, Alan's a great guy. We both like yes. him a lot. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved working with Alan and, and how you decided to compete in the first place. Well, so I actually in October. I uh, decided that I wanted to do bikini, and then I realized I had too much muscle. Uh-huh. So um, I went to Armbrust one day and uh, actually ran into Alan training someone for a photo shoot. And um, he invited me to his posing class, and then I found out that I was a physique competitor. And <laughs> since then, I did um, the Northern with him, one. Um, first in my class, took the overall, just did South Carolina, got fourth there, and hopefully this show, we'll see. So. Um. Did you have you always been naturally muscular? I mean, yes, I have. I ran track my whole entire life, basically. I just ran a lot. So I did short distance. Um, I played soccer, all around athlete, volleyball, basketball. So you know, I've always been muscular and just use it to my advantage. And now I can lift <laughs> really heavy and have fun. So when you were before, when you were when he, you came in and wanted to do a bikini, and he took a look at you. He knew right away this wasn't oh, for you. He told me actually right up front. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like you are a physique competitor. So I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, what's this physique about? And then he showed me and then um, actually the girl I look up to Dana Lynn Bailey who got her first um, she is the first women's physique who got her first pro card Um, I started falling in love with her and loved her look and you know kind of aspiring to be like her so all right so the goal obviously here is to win your pro card assuming that you do do you know where you want to go or with the next one you know I really want to do a show in October I heard there's a pro show there Um, take a month off just so I can get a little bit bigger I need to put on some size but uh, I definitely want to eat so (laughs) you know Chipotle burrito um, your statistics. You are 21 years old, right? I am 21 years old, yes. Five foot? Two. Five foot two, 100 and what pounds? 121 pounds 121 as of right now, yes. Uh, any other interesting facts about you that people might want to know? Um, ironic fact, my dad, he actually owns eight McDonald's, and his name's Ronald, and that's all I'm craving right now is a Big Mac, so yeah, so, so that's me, pretty interesting. Me and Dave love uh, McDonald's, he so that's... Me, eight years, eight years he said he ate there, he's like, I swear that's how you get big, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I agree. There you go. <laughs> thank you very much, Lauren. Good yeah, job. thank Thanks. you. Hey guys, I'm Sierra Blowers, NPC figure competitor, and we're here at Junior Nationals. Wow, she's doing my whole job for me. That's good. That's good. I like that. Um, so you are figure class D, right? Correct. That puts you at what, 5'6"? Five, 5'5", five, five, even. 5'5", five, five, even. Okay. So you were telling me earlier this is your very first show, pro, pro qualifying show, national level show. That's right. What shows have you done in the past? Um, I did an NPC Battle of Champions in Denver, Iowa, mm-hmm. and that was actually my only figure show. Okay. Um, before that, I did an NPC. Was I at that show? Yeah, yeah, you were. Like yeah, okay. you were. Jack show. Yeah. yeah, I won the overall there. Okay. And then before that, I tried a bikini show <laughs> and didn't work out that yeah. way. So Very that's cool. basically it. What got you into wanting to compete in the first place? Um, well, I was really out of shape and overweight and just wanted to change. Ended up 
changed my whole lifestyle, got into the gym, and then just got more and more into it, learning about nutrition. And and that's actually what you went to school for, right? Yes. Exercise. Exercise science. science. Okay. Yep. Exercise science. <laughs> um, what do you want to do uh, career-wise? Is this is the goal to get, obviously the goal is to get your pro card. You wouldn't be here. Is this something you're moving, I mean, has everything been focused towards this? What's next? So let's just say you get your pro card. What will be the next thing you do? Playing my first pro show. Yeah. What do you think you need to do? When I look at like, how you look now, I don't think, I, I wonder, what do you see in yourself that you would improve for a pro show? Just to look more balanced, my upper body. Mm-hmm. Um, is a little bit smaller than my lower body, so just be more balanced. And how was the experience of doing your first national level show so far? It's been great. I love all this, so it's yeah. exciting. You said this is what you want to do, right? Yeah. Does that mean competing, or does that mean just something in this field? Both. I mean, definitely competing. But I just love being around all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool thing. Well. Uh, for Sierra, Aaron Singer, and RxMuscle.com. I'm here at Junior Nationals um, with Adam Cohen. You did the, uh, what? You were a light heavyweight, right? Light heavyweight, yep. Now, okay, before we even get started, I have to say, you look uh, heavier than a light heavyweight to me. What did you weigh in at? Uh, I weighed in at uh, 195. Um, I take this as a great compliment, so thank you. But uh, you know, I, I've, I'm 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 short, I'm yeah. compact, and I'm, I'm thick. You know, I have a bit of a powerlifting background, so I think that helps with that uh, a bit of that dense, thick, uh, hard look. Uh, because everyone tells me you're like heavyweight heavies, you know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a compliment. Yeah, so thank absolutely. you. Yeah. So you've done. A, I've seen you a bunch of times now. This is the best that you've looked, in my opinion. Uh, what are the other national level shows we've seen you at before? Uh, this is actually well. Where have I seen you at? For one, thank you. Uh, two, um, this is actually only my, my second year of uh, nationals. Okay. Um, last year I did the same show. Uh, I came in uh, third in the light heavyweight, um, and after that I have been with, working with uh, Fakhri Mubarak. Okay. Uh, the past year, and I think that's uh, why you uh, and I agree that this is the best I've looked. Uh, he's he's the man, and he he. You know, he's known for bringing people in, into condition, and, and he certainly has with me. So uh, I, owe, I owe a big, big part of it to him. Yeah. Give us a little bit of uh, background about you, uh, you know, age, where you're from, stuff, anything, any interesting facts? Sure. Uh, well, I'm 28. I turned 28 back in December. Uh, I'm originally from Bangor, Maine. Uh, I went to Stephen King. Stephen King, right? <laughs> right across town from me. Uh, I went to school in Canada uh, with an exercise physiology degree. And uh, after I graduated school about three and a half years ago, uh, I moved down to New York City. Uh, tried out the big city life and uh, been there ever since. So you like living in the city? I love living in the city. I'm a, I may be a you know, small town boy, but I think I'm a, I'm a city boy at heart. So, so what, You train people there? I'm a personal trainer. I'm actually in the process of, of uh, getting into the FDNY as a fireman. Okay. But uh, currently, I'm I'm uh, I'm working as a personal trainer until the fire department happens. Yeah. Interesting. You, you are a Jewish guy, Jewish bodybuilder, right? <laughs> yes, I am. How'd you guess my last uh, name? <laughs> of course, of course. In case people don't know, uh, Cohen is uh, uh, like the priestly class, right. and you know that. What, what do you, can you tell people what that means? So, last name Cohen. Um, it's. I guess the English, Englishized um, version for Kohen or the Kohanim or the um, ancient uh, high priests, uh, they're the ones who would lead the services and do the, the animal sacrifices. So they they were kind of the the upper, uh, you know, upper echelon um, of the uh, I guess of the Jewish community. Uh, you guys were the top Jews, the top, uh, top top dogs, top Jews. Yes. <laughs> so actually, you could. I know we're going way off of bodybuilding here, but you you guys, if say the Temple of Solomon was back, then you could walk on the Temple Mount, but I couldn't. Correct. Right. Pretty interesting. <laughs> Just a totally a side note from bodybuilding there. Um, what do your parents think? Like, I know my parents being, I have very typical Jewish parents. Right. When I was interested in bodybuilding, now I'm, I was never, obviously I was never as good as you are, so they didn't like see, they didn't understand what it was for. They're like, like what, is, what are you doing this for? Do your parents feel that way or do they get it? Well, you know, my, my father's from Bangor. Uh, you know, so he's a small town Jewish guy, and he was always into sports. Um, you know, both both my parents grew up in, in pretty religious household, but uh, you know, my mother's from Boston, my father's from Bangor. So I think my father's kind of a small town. You know, playing baseball, always active in the outdoors. Uh, he was always pushed me to to be competitive in athletics. Now, that being said, when when I told him I wanted to do bodybuilding and essentially wear a speedo on stage and flex, I think it was a little bit of a shock to them. 
Uh, but they've, they've, you know, they're my number one fans and supporters, and they, they embrace it 110. percent I, I really couldn't, couldn't do it without them. That's pretty awesome. Um, is your family religious now? Are you religious? Uh, I'm not really. You know, actually, uh, finding, but my, my brother just got married to, uh, to a, a reform, uh, reform rabbi. She's oh, wow. a, she's, she's a rabbi. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm not Jewish. Uh, I'm not, I'm not overly uh, religious. I don't really practice that much on my own maybe go to go to temple in the high holidays on a good year but uh that's that's about it for me sound like about me um so let's get back to bodybuilding for a second um say you get your pro card i mean there's no pro card here say say you do well you win the show you win your division maybe win the overall what's the next step will you go to usa's and try to get your pro card yes uh the plan that uh pack and i laid out uh, i was going to do junior nationals Hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully win win uh, light heavies and see what happens with the overall. And then the plan is to uh, to continue on to USA's. Well, no, we know for sure you're in the first call with only two other guys, so we know you're top three. So, um, worst case scenario, will you go to junior USA? I mean, USA's no matter what. The plan, regardless, is, is to go to USA's. But obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course. Okay, so you're you're. I guess you're looking to be a two twelve guy. You're how tall? I'm. Uh, I like to say five seven. That's, you know, if I'm stretched out on a good day. I'm about 5'6", yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you're perfect. You are perfect for the 212 class. And you got room to grow. I have, I have room to grow. You know, I, I'm, I just turned 28, you know, a few months ago. And uh, I really, you know, just I'm starting, I feel like, to, to, to get into all the, the bones and the, the science behind everything, you know, especially working with factory. So uh, I, haven't, I, I haven't reached my peak yet. And, you know, he tells me all the time I haven't reached my peak yet. So... You know, hopefully start at two twelves and 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 hopefully go eventually. You know, work my way up to the opens. You know, once hopefully I, I get to cool. get to the IPV Pro League. Yeah, very cool. Well, for Adam Cohen of the Priestly Class here in Sangerman, RxMuscle.com. All right, standing here with Sadiq C Class. Say the last name for me. Sadiq Hadzovic. Hadzovic. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, give us a little background. I know you won recently. You won what Atlantic States? Was that the one you? Won? Uh, the Metropolitan, Metropolitan New York. Yeah, yeah. I took overalls over there. Um, then after that, I went straight to nationals and junior USA's. I got second place. Um, so now I'm over here. I'm trying to get that pro card. Yeah, and then it looks like uh, the chances are pretty good from the call out at least. Uh, yeah, you know this is it's not over till it's over. All the competitors look really great. You know, I was standing up there with you know seasoned veterans, and everyone looks great. So I never know how to call it. So let's talk about uh, men's physique a little bit. Um, one of the things it's obviously a developing division. When you look at yourself and you go from show to show, how do you decide what to improve? Uh, man, it's tough, you know, because once you start listening to other people, if they tell you, you know, you're too big here, too small here, you know, you're going to be, you know, your stage presence is going to go down because you're not happy with your package. So what I do is I just improve everything, you know, everything in, uh, you know, in equal amounts. So I'll hit shoulders, abs. I won't neglect any body parts. So I'll just try to get overall better package, which brings up my confidence, you know, because I come in the way I want to come in and I feel good about myself. And it's going to show it to the judges. Sure. Okay, so give us a little background, like uh, basic information about yourself and where you're from originally, your age, etc. Uh, you know, my name is Sadiq. I'm 25 years old. Um, originally, I'm from Yugoslavia. Um, now I'm living in New York. Um, what I'm trying to do is I'm a fitness model, uh, trying to make it as a pro in this division. And uh, I see it going places, you know. There's many great people. I met a lot of my good friends come from physique. You know, I met Mark Anthony. He's been helping me with my diet, uh, my posing, everything. He's a pro right now. Um, also, shout out to Eat the Bear. They've been sending me out here, giving me all my protein. Um, I love the division, man. Everyone's cool, you know. Everyone has the same goals in mind. Everyone's humble, and uh, it's going places. How long ago did you move from Yugoslavia? Um, when I was a little baby. Oh. So, you know, I've been in the United States almost my whole life. But, uh, yeah, that's about it, man. An interesting, give me an interesting fact about Sadiq that maybe people will be surprised about. Um, interesting fact, um, I really like to draw. Um, yeah, I love to, you know, I love art. I love studying art, drawing it, you know, painting, everything like that. So a lot of people think I'm just some kind of meathead, but I do have, you know, some kind of uh, artistic side to me. Very cool for Sadiq, Aaron Sarin, ArxMuscle.com. All right, Christina, that was all kinds of winners uh, in one second place uh, person in Sierra Blowers from the show in your, your neck of the woods, Junior Nationals in Chicago. Yes, absolutely. I had fun. It was nice. Yeah, it was fun. I had a, This was, you know, um, I always love Junior Nationals. 
But you never know when you're working with Dave. He is uh, something of a slave driver, and so I didn't. You never a hundred percent sure if the shows are going to be fun. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's no guarantee uh, since really all we're doing is work that it's going to actually be fun. And uh, this show was fun, and I felt um, it was very low pressure, considering that that we are always under pressure to get up the interviews and the photos and the play-by-play as fast as possible. It felt surprisingly little pressure. I don't know why, but I had a good time. Uh, maybe it was because I saw you and Mike. I don't know. but I think so. <laughs> I think that's what it always is. Well, no, I, I will say I have always loved Junior Nationals. Even, you know, uh, not, you know, I, I obviously I competed last year, but um, even the year before when I attended and this year attending, it is, it is the type of show where you don't, feel like you're being rushed you don't feel like there's a lot of pressure you don't feel like the show drags on either i feel like you know even though it's a big show and i know i think there were 400 women 400 female competitors and that's all men aside um it sometimes it can seem to take longer than uh, than it should but i feel like me because it's all in the same venue everything's connected uh the hotel the everything kind of i think fits together nicely so this is probably my favorite show even just to attend not just compete because it does seem a little more stress-free than some other shows i would definitely agree with that all right christina that is it for excess bodybuilding this week um they can reach you at where you can reach me at christina c-r-i-s-t-i-n-a at rxmuscle.com and me jubaka at rxmuscle.com that's it for excess bodybuilding this week we'll be back next week and every other week in the future (laughs) 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 alright Christina peace out peace out